And now a word from our sponsors at Betterment. If you're listening to my show, you're looking for tips on how to work smarter, not harder. And let's be real, you're already working hard to earn your money, but how do you make sure that your money is working hard for you? Here's how. With a Betterment Automated Investment and Savings app, your money will go to work. They've got technology that will provide you with advanced tools, and they're built to help maximize your returns, not to mention your time. They have expert-built portfolios of low-cost exchange-traded funds. You know I love those exchange-traded funds. There's automated investing technology, and as part of that, automated rebalancing. Many of you have been asking about rebalancing, and it sort of feels like a hard thing to do on your own. With Betterment, easy peasy. They do it for you. Visit Betterment.com to get started. Learn more about high-yield cash accounts at Betterment.com. Investing involves risk, Performance is not guaranteed. Cash reserve offered through Betterment LLC and Betterment Securities. Betterment is not a bank. With Fidelity Wealth Management, a dedicated advisor can work with you on a comprehensive plan to help you reach your wealth's full potential. Plus, you'll have access to specialists in estate planning strategies. So you're not just growing and protecting your wealth, you're sharing it. More at fidelity.com slash wealth. Investment minimums apply. Fidelity Brokerage Services, LLC. Member NYSE SIPC. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Sunday, November 19th. And we are here trying to help you make better financial decisions. We do that by encouraging you to go to our website, jillonmoney.com. Click the Contact Us button. Write us a note. We'll either read it as an email eventually, because there's a long line of emails, I know. Or if you check the box and you want to come on the air live with us, then Mark will do everything else. While you're on the website, don't forget to sign up for the free weekly newsletter. It comes out every Friday. Mark really does a great job of coming up with cool stories. Some of them are things that we do, but there's so much great content out there. And Mark always finds stuff that is interesting for all of you and for me as well. Okay, let's get this party started today. We are talking to Lois, who's on the line from Texas. I am a single mother of one fabulous nine-year-old daughter, and and I'm maybe on paper successful. You know, everybody can look introspectively and say another thing, but, um, you know, I make in the low 200s from a salary perspective. I have a decent little investment portfolio, but I wonder, is there more that I could be doing? You know, I work with so many colleagues who get these investment opportunities coming to them, and mm. I haven't found those opportunities coming my way. And I wonder if there's more, whether it's through, you know, my own self-funded investment accounts, whether it's through third party, you hear about these websites that help you find companies to invest in. What is out there for people like me who may not be the savviest when it comes to financial planning, but I'm really eager to learn more. And I've, I've taken that very seriously over the course of the past 18 months. Well, I love this, by the way. This is a great question. So first, let's do some of your like where you stand right now. Single mom, Lois, how old are you? I'm 47, just turned Why did you say it with that low voice? (laughs) What's going on with you? I'm just kidding. I've I've had a little self-deprecation about that age for quite some time. (laughs) Okay, so you make in the low 200s. You got the nine-year-old daughter. Tell me about how your cash flow looks right now. How much money are you putting into retirement right now? 
So I max out my 401k every single month. Um, I don't have a lot of expenses. I have a mortgage. I pay a little bit extra. Um, it's My mortgage is about $2,500 a month. Uh, pay my property taxes once a year. I don't have any other debt other than that. I lease a car for about 500 bucks a month. And then I put an additional $1,000 into an account with Edward Jones, for example. And I use someone to help me allocate those those resources into different funds and ETFs. Mm -hmm. And then I put some money in savings and and I put a lot of money in savings in the past and I'm sitting on what I feel like is an emergency savings account, but could be a little bit too much cash. How much is in there? It's 183,000. That's just in the, the cash account that I have on hand right now. What's your burn rate? Like how much a month do you really spend? Between seven and 10 a month, I would say. Okay. Yeah. All right. So I'm never negative. I'll put it that way. I'm never negative every month. How much is the house worth? It's about 750,000 according to a recent appraisal. How much is the outstanding mortgage balance? 490, I believe. Nine-year-old daughter, money saved for college or not? We do. We have about $80,000 in an account for her right now. What kind of an account? Is it a 529 or no, a custodial account? It's a custodial account. Okay. Retirement savings. What do you have? 401k is about 540, 550, depending on the fluctuations of the market. Mm-hmm. Uh, I only have about $40,000 in an IRA. Mm-hmm. Uh, I just did a Roth conversion and I've got about 250000 in the in the other investment accounts, in the self-funded investment accounts that is taxable. So the money that you just said, the forty grand, is now Roth? Correct. Yeah. Great. And yeah. the tax has been paid already. You've done Correct. that. Yes. Great. And the 401k at work, is it traditional or is it a Roth 401k? It's a traditional. Do you have a Roth option? That's a good question. <laughs> find out about that. I mean, you're single. And yeah. so that means you're in, a, you're in the... Depending on how much you really make, you know, you could be seeing your most of your income, you know, at the highest rate is 32 percent. Mm-hmm. No state income tax in Texas, right? Correct. Yes. Okay. Um, okay. So first of all, I get your question, but I'm going to tell you something that's so funny. All those things that other people like, oh, I want a hedge fund. I want an alternative investment that I just think it's baloney. I think that a lot of people talk this stuff up. I think that for someone like you, you're a great earner, you're socking away money. And I think what you may find is that if you actually just keep it almost plain vanilla, you're going to be better off. And that maybe we can do things that are smarter with your money and have you make a greater return just by changing some of the structures. So for example, I'm looking at that custodial account. That should be a 529 account. There's no doubt. Like there's no reason for you to have an, a taxable account that's a custodial account when you have a 529 option. And again, everyone listening, the reason why I like 529 so much is not because I like to say those numbers in a row. It's because it's essentially like having a Roth for education. You're putting a post-tax dollar in. There is no taxation associated with that account as long as you use the money for education. And so that's a tax-free way of investing, which to me is the greatest way to invest, tax-free. So I would shift that custodial account into a 529 plan. So that's number one. Okay, now let's get to this Edward Jones. How do you pay the Edward Jones broker? by With a fee or with commissions? That's a great question. I inherited this broker. 
from my grandparents because I they, they set up some money there. And I've been with this Edward Jones folk, these Edward Jones folks for more than 20 years. And this Oh my is, God. Yeah. Yeah. And this is where I think I have a little frustration. I am not as, I pay fees mm-hmm. and I am not as proactive, aggressive and assertive with this person who manages my money as I am with everyone I work with in my daily life. This is, this is a therapy session. Joe, I love I, that. Right? I'm, uh, we've got plenty of time. I'll tell you when your time is up. This account you said has a couple hundred thousand in it, right? It does. It has with, with the Roth, with the individual account. I had her create a stock account for me, you know, and getting some tech funds. I've got about 300,000 in there in total. What's the fee that you pay? I don't know. I don't know. So, I'm going to tell you something right now. Do you know what smart people do to make money? Really? The forget about the hedge fund or alternative investments or the best new stock. What they do is they they cherry pick ways to save money risk-free. One way is to reduce taxes. The other way is to reduce fees. And so I'm just going to give a guess uh, that this broker, this lovely person is probably charging 1%, probably around 1%, but maybe it's more. So the first thing that you really are entitled to do is to say to this advisor, I have a few very specific questions for you. Number one, what is the fee that I'm paying on this account? What is the annual fee? And number two, are there any other costs associated with our relationship? That's it. Let's get that number because here's the thing. You could use a robo-advisor. You could literally just go to any place like Vanguard or Schwab or Betterment, and you could essentially have that money managed with an algorithm, just like the rich people do. I mean, it's really easy to do, and it would be a fraction of the cost. If you feel like you want to, you know, maintain some relationship, you could leave a little bit of money there. But my guess is that unless this person is actually doing full-blown financial planning for you all the time and really in your face and just like, what can I do to help you? How can I help you with your career? How can I help you with this? I mean, the very mere fact that there's a custodial account and this person hasn't said, move it into a 529 plan kind of proves to me not the greatest advisor in the world. That's just my two cents. I agree. Yep. So then the next question is, what else should you be doing? And if, you know, in terms of, you know, putting money away, I understand that feeling that other people have this, this knack for buying stuff that you don't have opportunities to buy. And I want to give you this feedback. And it's really just from a ton of experience, you know, 30 years plus years in this business, there is no super duper great Oz behind that curtain. The best way that you are going to achieve your goals is to keep doing what you're doing, working hard, saving money, and keeping your expenses down and taking advantage of the tax code where you can. That's really all you need to do. If you want to experiment and buy some stocks and get an app and do some fun things, fine. But you know what? That's actually, I mean, if you just do this boring approach you will get where you want to go. You will. There's no doubt in my mind because you're a good saver. I worry that someone like you, you make a lot of money. You're probably around a lot of people who have a lot of money that when you reach for that great idea that someone says, well, you know, you need to have X amount of dollars to get, you know, and it is true. Hedge funds usually have a minimum amount. And, you know, even that 
they, there's no proof that hedge funds actually make more money than a boring portfolio of index funds. And the main reason is that in my experience for most hedge funds, they charge an exorbitant amount of money, which is 2% a year plus 20% of the upside. You know who gets rich with hedge funds? Hedge fund managers. Some of them are very good friends of mine and some of them are, have been family members of mine, but it is just not so, it, it's really hard for someone like you or me that, you know, we're professional women and we want to feel like we're part of something and someone's got the inside track, it's kind of baloney. It's kind of like life. Everyone thinks there's some sort of magic bullet professionally or, you know, whether you're in your personal life with health and fitness, whatever it is, it's it's the work that gets you there is basically what you're saying. It's the boring stuff that makes it happen. And, and I think that's so important for people to hear because I needed to hear that. Commitment to the boring stuff, the work that makes it happen. You're doing a great job. You're raising this kid. You're doing it all with your own, with like your own grit. And you are absolutely doing what you should be doing. There is not another exciting, sexy thing that would make you do something more. And, and to that point, I would just say, you're doing a great job. Mazel tov to you. I'd like you to walk away from this conversation feeling like not less than, but like, holy moly, I am pretty damn good. Thank you. I, th I think I need to hear that, but I feel like others need to hear that too, because I know I'm not alone there. I mean, I just, that, that reinforcement there from you is so meaningful and so helpful. And, and the truth bombs that you've given me are, are so actionable as well. I feel good about this. I feel so much better. I do. If you would like to come on the air and talk through a situation, something that's really bothering you, a serious, heavy issue, or maybe not so serious, that's okay too. Just go to jillonmoney.com, click the Contact Us button. Don't forget to check the box if you want to come on the air live. I know we're coming up to Thanksgiving week. I know you've got a lot going on. If you just want to escape your family and binge a few episodes, feel free to do so and send us your note. We will be checking out our email constantly because that's what we do, right? It's so easy and we're here for you. Okay, do something nice for someone else today. Change your work, change your wealth, change your life. Thank you for listening and we'll talk to you tomorrow. Tomorrow. 